four, one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to everything you need to know about music. Where tonight I, Jason, am happily sitting here with my friend Kevin. What's up, Kevin? Hello, listeners. Hello, Jason. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here yet again. I always love having you here. Um, it is your turn to show me something, teach me something, learn me something that I need to know. So it's my turn to once again not be able to follow your rule of doing three songs yes. to describe a band. Um, I am not good at that. None of us are. I like to sprawl. No one has done it yet. It's almost impossible. It's right? almost impossible. Yeah. I mean, who could you take? Like, like even Nirvana, who had three three albums, right? I don't even know if you could distill them down into three songs. And if you can, then you don't know them well enough. That's a good point. Right? Very good point. And I feel bad sometimes because I want to play th- songs that I know people will know. Right. But those aren't usually the songs I really want right. to play. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's tough. It's tough. Um, all right. So... Can I go on a tangent before please, we start? You always do. Listen. It's kind of your thing. Right. So please don't get right into it. All right. I'm going to go on a tangent. It's <laughs> always music, though. I always try to relate my tangents yeah. to some sort of musicality. So, Jason, you and I right now, we're at similar points in our life, right? We're a- age-wise, which yes. that's in stark contrast to when I first met you. Because you were my yeah. brother's grade, which right. you guys were freshmen when yeah. I think I first met you. I was two classes ahead as a junior. Right. And two years back then, I mean, that, that was a wide delta, right? It, it is, definitely. Right? It you means know, a lot more then than it does now. Um, but now, listen, we're, our, we're in our mid-40s. We're essentially equal. Yeah. Um, the reason I bring this up, because we both have kids, mm-hmm. um, and my middle child, Mary, she turned 15 since you and I last got together. Wow. Which in Florida, what does turning 15 mean? Learner's permit for driving. You get your learner's permit for yes. driving. Big so, deal. And, Big and deal. And your son is right behind her, right? By one year. Yes, sir. By one year. So mm-hmm. this is coming. <laughs> Um, so I want, you know, I want to get into a little bit about how driving is going. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so the first time we get in the car, my car, she's understandably nervous, sure, right? Sure. Um, luckily she and I share some musical taste and it centers around some young ladies in alternative slash indie rock. Okay. I'll name a couple. Okay. So, um, Lana Del Rey. Yeah. Know her? Big time. Okay. Yeah. How about Faye Webster? Don't know that name. All right. Snail mail. Nope. And then the one that I'm going to talk about real quick is Mitski. Have you heard of Mitski? How I wait? Oh. She just released an album last Mitski. Friday. No. Mi- mm, no. Okay. Sounds vaguely familiar, but no. Well, we're going to play a little Mitski here in a second. All right. So because she is Mary's nervous here with her first drive, I recommend let's put some music on. That you know light, and you're comfortable with. That I know, you, that yeah. she knows. Let's, yeah. let's lighten it up a little bit. Make the environment um, familiar. So... Again, we're we're out of McMullen Booth, okay, right, which is a six lane highway, <laughs> um, actually non highway, but it's a six lane road, right? Um, and she starts cruising while this song from Mitski comes on. So she's going along, right? Right. Just, like I think the speed limit's fifty on McMullen Booth. She's going like forty five. Okay. I kind of dig this, by the way. But big spoon, you have so much so kind of chill. Very. Bit, bit emo? Yeah, a little emo. So she's getting into a groove driving, all right? Right. Then as the song goes along. <laughs> right. I want to move forward here about a minute. We're a little pre-chorus here. And here's the crescendo. There goes the throttle. 
the car is kicked into gear. <laughs> We're at 70 now. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, <laughs> you know, I learned very quickly yeah. that the music's a great idea. You got to be a little careful. Yeah. In Let's terms maybe of, go with classical or right, something right? much more down tempo. Um, Especially stuff that builds because you don't maybe right. see it kind of coming. You don't. She, she didn't even know, right? <laughs> that, But as that thing, you know, slow and steady and 45 and then boom, that's we are a, just flying. That's as awesome. A, as did that, she, as did she love it? I mean, was she like, she, yeah, this is great. Yeah. And she and she really, she's enjoying it. But so it's funny, you know, when you look back, like driving, it's second nature for us now, right? For them, like there's no nuance, right? That's the kind of things that you learn years, you know, of yeah. driving. Where, like, do you remember Mr. Toad's Wild Ride yeah, from, yeah. from Disneyland, yeah, I mean, yeah, from of Walt Disney World <laughs> yeah. back in the day yeah. before they closed it? That's how everything is. Like, like when you're coming up to a turn, like you and I would start the turn early, right, and ease into it. No, it is like you hit that turn, boom, and you're doing that 90 <laughs> degrees right then and there. Um, awesome. Stopping at a stoplight. You know, same thing. You ease into it. You ease off the yeah. gas. You yeah. slowly start to press the brake. No, it's no. Like as soon as you hit that light, boom. It's, I mean, it's black and white. I get it. It's, it's yeah. You know, so I I'm, oh stop. Yeah, you just you, you, you do everything to stop right immediately. And and here I am. I'm like you know I'm starting to wear like a little bit of a uh, you know wear down in, in the floorboard on the passenger yeah, yeah, side. Yeah, as yeah, I'm, yeah, you know, yeah. Like pushing bracing it down yourself and, as if it's a brake because it's my brake. Right. Break, yeah. Brake. Brake. Yeah. She's like, Dad, I was going to break the whole time. That's awesome. So that's a big thing. So you will get to experience this soon. Oh, so my recommendation to you is pick. Pick good music, like yeah, maybe classical. Good. All right, good. Watch out for those crescendos. You know okay? what? <laughs> Before you embark on that, got on it. that first the journey slow with your build, son. yeah, into yep. something very rapid. Okay, so. got it. All right, there's my tangent. Uh, Thank you. So let's talk about who we are going to discuss tonight. Yes, please. Um, all right, is, is it related to some of that music you were just playing? So here's the relation. I the rela- like that. Re- that sounds pretty good. It's uh, listen, listen to Mitski's new album, Laurel Hell. I'm all saying right. this to everybody. Yeah. Laurel Hell came out on February 4th, which was last Friday. Great album. Really cool. And then go back to some of her older stuff. I'll send you some. All right, nice. Or maybe I'll do Minsky as one of these. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be great. Um, All right, so I'm going to move on to the topic at hand. And the reason I brought up my daughter is that, so a trip I took with her in November um, provided the inspiration for tonight's um, band that I chose. Okay. So we went to Los Angeles that month um, to see our favorite football team, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers, take on the Chargers in the new stadium out there, SoFi, where the Super Bowl will be played this weekend. Very nice. Um, So the day before the game, we did all the shopping stuff in LA because that's what she wanted oh, to do. Beverly okay. Hills, yeah, well. Melrose Avenue, and all those weird boutiques. And I oh. realized I am really an old, <laughs> old man. When you go in some of these stores and yeah. you see what some of these, like on the mannequins and like studs and That's ski masks. Great. And, you know, she's so into it. And like these big, tall shoes that like strap these. You know. Yeah, not for you. And I'm like, no. You're 15 now. This is this is. Ooh, it, it's going to be a it, long. It ages you. It, it ages me, yeah. and it really makes me worried about the next, you know, at least three or four years as uh, it, as she it's, continues it's, to it's mature. It's odd because you know that our parents did the same thing. I know they did, right? They had to. Well, and we thought they were so old, and then your daughter thinks that about you, right? And, that freaks me out. And and guess what? I am. And you, and you, I am old. So <laughs> it's good um, that you're embracing it. I like that. But uh, all right, so we did all that stuff. Then the next day, I asked her to indulge me in something. So we went to a museum style exhibit about a very famous and accomplished rock band, the one I'll discuss tonight. Ooh. The exhibit it was in L.A. Okay. It was uh, titled "Their Mortal Remains." And it was in a building right on Hollywood Boulevard, not far from the Chinese Theater. Okay. Um, any idea who that is? Their mortal remains. Mortal remains. Mm-hmm. The word mortal to me seems like it would be really important. And the the only thing I know about mortal is m- mortal coil. So, but no, I no, no. It okay. doesn't mean anything to me. 
because three of them are still alive. So that that might three out of the four. That might be three the part of the mortal. I, I I thought maybe you'd heard of okay. The, nope. The uh, I have not the heard of the exhibit, but that sounds okay. really cool. Let me give you another hint. They must be huge though to have an exhibit there in L.A. about this. Must be a really big band. So here's my second hint. Okay. Tony Stewart, not the NASCAR driver. Oh. But an English music critic said in 1972 of this band that they always strive for perfection. Okay. The combination of technology and musicianship has to be total. <sighs> when did he say that? 1972. He's an English music critic. <sighs> okay. No? I mean, I have guesses. You want another hint? Please. Okay. The lead guitarist of this band, who also shared the lead vocals, said in 1970, we like to do film scores. They did a couple film scores because film it's, an, scores. it's an overall concept, not just a string of songs. And the film that I would have liked to produce the music for, but we didn't get the chance to, was 2001 A Space Odyssey. <sighs> okay. Is it, a, is it an American band? No. Okay. Need another hint? Uh, wait. I got one more if you need then, it. Then, yeah. All right. I do have a guess. Here, here's the last one. Do you okay. want to guess yeah, it? Or no, you no, want no, no, no. Hint? Give me one more hint. All right. Their most famous album spent an astonishing 950 weeks on the Billboard, top, on the Billboard 200 album chart, which is number one of all time, about 300 weeks what? Over the its closest competitor, which is Bob Marley's legend. What? Uh, greatest, it's How up. long? 950 weeks. It was, it's been on the Billboard 200. The album has a picture it's of got, it. Yeah, it's got to be uh, Pink Floyd. It's Pink oh! Floyd. I never get these that, right. That, do, you know, do you know which album was? Which album Dark Side is? of the Moon? Dark Side of the Moon. Oh. Let's play it. Just one Nice. I have so many questions. Oh, this is another one of those bands. I'm so glad you do these things because there's so many of these bands that like I know, you know, three facts about, and then for some reason their music kind of skipped over me. Oh, I'm gonna enjoy this. Oh, I have so many questions that are coming to mind right now. So this is money. One of their huge biggest hits, right? Definitely one of their biggest yeah. hits. Biggest hit from the album for sure. What is your plan here? Are you gonna take me through Dark Side or are you gonna take me through the band? We're gonna get <laughs> You be patient. So good. Alright. So that's money. Wow. Alright, so you know me at this point, Jason. Yes, um, I do. I'm doing Pink Floyd. And I here here let me say this. Wow. They're my second favorite band behind only Steely Dan. What? So this is my second favorite band of all time. How did I not know this? So I would have guessed because of everything that I know about you, right. that you, that you would find them to be great. I would yep. never have said they're your second favorite. Now, not as obviously Steely Dan is number one with the bullet for me, <laughs> but um, you know, in, in my top five, you know, I got some other, of course there, there's another ones that, that I want to do that I haven't done yet, but who are really close. The dead are in my top five for sure. Okay. Um, the other two I probably want to do at some point, so I won't say who they are. But yeah, Floyd, I mean, at wow. any given time, is, is, is as high as two. Wow. Um, and so you know me. I love to put a spin on all these entries, yes, right? I yes. I do. Yes. It, because Floyd is a hard band to do. I mean, you know, we talk about doing three songs. Sure. You no, you Floyd can't. Three right. songs. Right. So 
um, I, I can't possibly do them justice in one in, in one episode. So I'm going to focus on an aspect like I normally. Oh, like that's to do. cool. Oh, good. Um, All right. So here's the thing: I could do what, you know when you do the album review podcast. Yeah. Um, I could do it for at least five of the records. What? Easily. Yeah. Metal from 1971. Okay. Met, and that's M E D D L E. Metal. Um, Dark Side, obviously, right. which is 1972. Wish You Were Here. Yeah. Which is 1975. Animals which is 1977, know that. and then The Wall, which is 1979. So those five are actually all in succession. They, they did all oh, five no of those way. in a row. The best five albums, to me, the best five albums, probably to most Pink Floyd fans, they would feel the same too. Um, so to Sorry, look, sorry. Yes. Those were five in a row. Those five were in a row. Oh, okay. And, and I could do all five of those as a single, like each They're album, that special. Single, that special to me. Love them. Holy moly. Um, so to limit their entire oeuvre, right, to just one podcast, it, it's, it's impossible. So right. like when I did The Who, right. um, we talked about them and the rock, rock opera, opera, right? Yep. So let me ask you a question. So, so I asked you the question, what was The Who known for? We finally got there to the rock yep. opera. What do you think Pink Floyd is best known for? <sighs> what do I know them best for or what do I think they are best known you for? Can, you can give me both answers if okay. they're different. Okay. They are probably different. Um. When I think of Pink Floyd, I think of two things. Okay. I think of them specifically crafting a show in which you are entertained uh, audibly as well as visually. Guess what? You nailed it. Really? That's exactly what I'm... So what I'm going to talk about tonight... No way! Yes, that they are are a band that is best known for their full artistry, right? Yeah. And especially their concerts. Don't yeah. talk about some other things that they did uh, artistic wise. See, so. I'm, okay, so I've never never been to one. Okay, I've never seen one. I've seen clippets and snippets of the things that they do. Right, but I don't understand it at all. I just know that that's something that's big for them. Very big. Yeah, and I've only oh, seen I've only seen them one, like like the Dead. I've yeah. only seen them once in concert. I'm going to discuss that <laughs> okay. uh, t- towards the end. Okay, um, but I do go see a very close cover band called Brit Floyd. I see them every single year, uh, at least or at least the last five years. I did. Pre-COVID, the last right, five right, years, right, I right. saw them every single year. Um, I go with my wife. I go with Uncle Paul and Aunt Joyce. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and the last time in 2019, I took my now 18-year-old, Patrick, who was, I guess, 15 at the time. Um, he joined us as well and enjoyed it. So tonight, what, I, what I'm attempting, it, 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 it's a little difficult because I'm going to discuss Pink Floyd, how they're not just sonically brilliant, right. like, like you talked about, right. but, but viscerally as well. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Good. Um, I'm, so, so, I'm so happy. I'm going to try to verbally explain without the benefit of being able to show your listeners, right? Yeah, right. Um, the visual artistry and that added to the musical allure of Pink Floyd and made them one of the most loved and critically acclaimed bands of all time. Oh, this is great. Okay, cool. I always wanted to know this. Or it could be really bad because people no. are like, I can't see no. what he's saying. And so I'm going to I'm gonna use a lot of words to try to describe it. If but. there's anything, the, the reason what we started this podcast was to say, you know, tell me what I need to know about a band or tell me right. what I need to know about this artist. I've always wanted to know why everyone freaks out and flips out about Floyd and the performances. So this is going to be great. So we, we are going to go there. All right. Um, all right. So who helped us get here to, to kind of blending the aural and, and the A-U-R-L, right. what you're listening to, and the visual medium, right? Your boy Elvis, for sure. Yep. Right? Um, <laughs> singing boy. and you know, shaking those hips. <laughs> right. And, you know, I mean, right? Yeah. Music moved from being just a... Audible. S- something that you can hear. Right. To their, the, the, something you can see and experience. Exactly right. right. Exactly right. right. So um, he made those girls swoon, right? Yeah. Um, my favorite from the 50s, Little Richard, getting up there, banging on that piano, swinging his leg up over there. You know, again, 
artistry more, more more than just the uh the sound yep about chuck berry kind of duck walking across the stage right yep. another guy we talked about in the 50s you know yep. we're playing the guitar um the beatles yeah coordinated outfits sergeant peppers yeah right um you know their movies they did movies oh yeah Elvis so did Elvis. yeah well. yeah um because they wanted to be seen people wanted to experience them as if they're part of like the their life right as as as, as more than just the songs they heard but i think with the Beatles, you referenced the Beatles, I think they even got tired of just standing up there and performing statically. Right. And decided, we can't do that anymore because people don't care what right. the music is. Yep. They just came to see us. Right. And so, like you said, we, we could have been wax figures up there, which is why they, we really went into Sgt. Pepper's to do something more dramatic, more uh, theatrical, more playful, more, bit, you know, a bigger deal. And, you know, I'm not a big Nirvana fan. We mentioned, that was the last podcast for this one, but, um, you know, here we are now, entertain yeah. us, is, yes. what, is what Kurt Cobain yeah, said, yeah, right? Right. And that's what Floyd wanted to do. So, like, right, another one, Bob Dylan. I don't know if you've ever seen the, the, the concert he did where he painted his face kind of ghostly white and singing and playing the harmonica yep. and, and, you know, again, doing more than just playing his folk music. Probably the closest prior to where Floyd ended up, though, I would say, or at least, you know, right around the time Floyd was starting to get into this was Peter Gabriel. Um, he was dressing up in elaborate con- costumes when he was with Genesis. Yeah, so he was right, with Genesis right, bar. Yeah. Like he had a fox head mask, you know, wearing a red dress, or he had a purple sequin robe with a, yeah. a, a series, like a set of bat wings that adored either head of his, uh, either side of his head. Um, you know, one he had where his face was basically the center of the sunflower, and he had the golden oh, petals right. of foam, like like a nylon spread three hundred sixty right. degrees yeah. around. I think so I've seen pictures of that. Yeah. It, 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 it was more of an art rocker. You know, Bowie. As yeah, Ziggy Stardust, Ziggy, right, right? Sure, um, you know, or the red lightning bolt he put on his face for Aladdin Sane. Hmm. Um, so all these examples—they're all singular, right? It was, it was one person, maybe a couple uh, people. In the case of the Beatles, um, dressing up as a rep- representation of the music that they were singing about. But Floyd decided to take that costume theme and that pageantry and turn it into an entire visual spectacle on stage, not just to complement the music, but to enhance it. Really? Yep. So, all right. I will go real quickly about Pink Floyd because okay. I, I yeah, want to no, do no, them this again. Is good. Yeah, please do. In, yeah. in terms of the band, yeah, that's right. So yeah, there were five. There were five members. Yes, originally. I would have said four. Well, because you would have been right for most of the time. Sid Barrett, um, he's considered the founder and the guiding spirit. Um, he played lead guitar and sang from okay. the beginning. Okay. okay, yep. He is widely credited with giving them their initial sound um, and making them an influential psychedelic band. So let me play the song from. Uh, this is their debut album, Piper at the Gates of Dawn. This is called... What year? Uh, 1967. So they're earlier than I would have guessed, yep. too. This is Astronomy Domine. Wow. Is this, is this what you thought? No, not at all. You know the chord progression. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the chord progression. Wow. So, again, very, okay. um, very psychedelic, right? Yep. Big time. So, all right, we could do an entire. I could do an entire podcast just on Sid. Um, however, let's leave it at this. He had major drug issues. Um, <laughs> he was out of the band after the second album. 
So oh, he really? only made it two albums with them, even though he's considered a founding member. Okay. We'll talk a little bit more about him as, as this goes on, though. Um, so he never got to reap the full benefits no of, of what Floyd's career became. You know, got it. The other guys. So the other four. Um, in fact, the song Shine On You Crazy Diamond, uh, that's from Wish You Were Here album. It's a eulogy about Sid, even though he, um, he, wasn't, he didn't die for another 31 years after it came out, but it was a eulogy to them because his legacy and place in the band, it was a eulogy oh, to that, his legacy right. and place in the band rather than like, like a mortal reflection because he was gone from the band and they were bummed out about it because, again, he was their he driving force yeah, at the beginning, but he just couldn't. Couldn't keep it together. Could not keep it together. Um, that is my absolute favorite song of theirs, and it's probably a top 10 song of all time. I am not going to play it. What? Uh, parts right, one, wait a minute. I got to put it on my phone then. Par- parts one through five, that is. Wait, what is it? So it's it's Shine On You Crazy Diamond and there's two there's two different songs. There's parts one through five is the first one Wish You Were Here. And then, and then six clo- through nine. And then six through nine closes um, Wish You Were Here because Wait, I, again, I would really love to do Wish You Were Here as an album at some point with you. How just, do I not know this it. song then? Um, wow. You'll, when you hear it, you'll probably know. Oh, okay. All right. Or maybe you don't. I don't, no, I don't, I don't know. Uh, all right, so the four remaining members went on from that psychedelic band wow, to become man. one of the most accomplished rock and roll bands in history. Um, rooted in what's called progressive rock, or prog, as sometimes you hear for short. Okay. So it's basically taking elements of classical and other genres to create a rich rock experience beyond just the three chords and the truth, or, yeah. or you know, the, yeah. the, 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 the one, the four, one five, four, five, or the one, six, four, five, blues, yep. right? Yep. Um, so Richard Wright was the keyboardist. He passed away in 2008 at 65. So he's no longer with the band or no longer with us here on the planet. Nick Mason is the drummer. He's 78 now. Okay. Still with us. And then you kind of have dual frontmen, uh, both still alive and both very much hate each other. Um, and that's Roger Waters who Roger played bass in addition to, to doing vocals. He's 78 also. And then David Gilmore, who yeah. took over uh, lead guitar after Sid uh, kind of freaked out and left the band. And he is the pup of the group at just a mere 75 years old. Wow. So that's your band. And an amazing guitarist. Amazing guitarist. Amazing guitarist. Yep. guitarist. Loves the pentatonic scale, by the yeah. way. <laughs> all right. As every good guitarist should. Right? Yeah. Um, all right. So it is fitting based on my topic tonight uh, of Floyd and their visual artistry blending with the sonic that Waters write and Mason, they met in 1962 in a design and architecture course at the Regent Street Polytechnic University in London. No way. Yep, yep. Um, So design and architecture. Wow. Uh, Okay. From the the band's inception, they were blending music, art, and architecture to create a multifaceted century experience um, tied to but not strictly rooted in what their sonic output was. So Ray Winkler, he's the CEO of a company called Stewfish, said, most bands, if you were to put uh, up to a prism, their light, it would shine in white and it would shine out white. But you know Floyd is the full spectrum of colors that came out. Gotcha. Just Hence like the, what I'm going to show. <laughs> yep. You know, a take on yep. the Dark Side of the Moon cover. Got it. Okay. So yes, less listeners, I'm going to be showing Jason a few pictures here and there because maybe he can <laughs> yes. add to my, uh, to, to my word play here as, will, as we try to explain. I will try to be your color man. What's going on? There we go. Um, all right, so it became very obvious from early in the band's career that the traditional pattern of releasing like two to three minute songs for play on AM radio was not going to be their path, right? Um, remember I had the Which quote, must have been just miserable for the record companies because right. they want hits and they want to be able to market them and sell them. That must have been really hard. But again, just like the quote about the movie soundtrack I talked mm. about earlier, mm. um, and they, again, they did several of those throughout their careers, they didn't want to make hit songs. That was not what, what, what they were after. Um, the, public, the publication I quoted from about the, about the movie, that was, that was David Gilmore, by the way, yeah. that had that quote. Uh, it was called Record Mirror, and the title of the story was 
no more singles from Pink Floyd. <laughs> wow. So, but you've done a couple other artists um, like Marvin Gaye, right? Stevie Wonder, right? In yep. the early 70s. Yep. Um, that those guys wanted to make a statement, right? And they wanted to move beyond, again, just the However, two However, in both cases, they had hits before and had right. the artistic um, credentials to get away with it. Where do these guys come from that they can just say, no, we're going to do it this way? Were they just that good? I think they were that good. They had a couple, you know, so Astronomy Domine was one. Um, Arnold Lang is another that, that you may have heard that was kind of, a, again, a hit in the UK. None of the stuff got over to the US. And right, so, okay, okay. You know, pretty much until you Until they get, work backwards? Even Adam Hart Mother, which is 1970, may have been a little bit here in the US. Because what's mean, their Dark sweet Side spot, 75? Really, 72, like that's 72 to 1980. That is, that, okay. that is their, okay. the, the albums that I talked about, right? That is Are really, 72 to 80? Yeah, well, seven, that's 71 to 79. Okay, Metal, yeah. which was the first one I said, wasn't nearly as big here in the US. Dark Side is where they really took off. In yeah. the US. But they, they, I mean, they were big in Britain. Um, you know, they really stood behind their music. So, Uma Gumma, it was a hybrid of, of live past works and, and kind of new studio compilation album from 1970. That was the last time that the band put pictures of themselves on the record. Okay. Um, after that, everything was just a picture of something else, right? So, oh, yeah, that's true. They, yeah. For Dark Side, hmm. what they did is they sent cardboard cutouts of each of them to, to the promotion <laughs> rather than go themselves, right? Because they just what? They didn't like, want the notoriety. Wow. And by the time. Or they were, were, they, were they also like bucking the trend and going against the man, you know, a little I, bit of that? Or? I think they just didn't. Again, they, they, they wanted the music and, Do you and know everything the band else they were tool? doing. I know the band tool, yeah. You know how the lead the lead singer like just stands in the back behind the stage in the Does dark really? and say, yeah he doesn't come out front Maynard is that yeah, him? yeah 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 like that kind of stuff right and they're similar to Floyd in their production of the whole right, artistic right. It, like it, imagery of everything it, it, from what I understand interesting and we did it we did a podcast on him and he referenced Pink Floyd a okay. bit okay know, and and showed some of the parallels and stuff but it's but they're they're almost like. If everybody does it this way, we're absolutely going the other way. And right. I don't know, did Floyd have some of I, that? It, it, I mean, I think so, maybe that was a little bit of but it. But it wasn't a driving force. Some of it was might have been a little apathy. Some of it might have been, they just, they, they didn't want to be the focus, you know, like, like, like the Beatles were. I mean, the Beatles were, like you, you knew all four of those guys. Absolutely. You could, reckon, yeah. you could pick them out in any crowd. The time, by the time they released Animals in 1977, which I think was their eighth or ninth album, um, they, them, like, like the, the four guys themselves had become so obscure to the public that they walked amongst <laughs> the crowd at the promotional event for the record. No. No one knew. No yeah. way. So. That's odd. That's um, cool. So I'm going to spend some time with, with, with you tonight on two of their concerts to, to kind of evince what their visual artistry was. But prior to that, I want to start with um, 1975's Wish You Were Here. I talked about it a little cool. bit earlier. Yeah. And talk about their relationship with a company called Hypno Hypnosis. So H-I-P and then Gnosis. Okay. That. It was a collabora collaboration between photographer St Storm Thorgensen and art designer Aubrey Powell. So they did the cover art from the second album, which is called Saucer Full of Secrets, and then pretty much everyone after that, including the iconic Dark Side cover, okay. um, they did that one. And it led them to collaborations after that with bands like ELO, oh, wow. The Who, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Yeah. So a lot of other yep. British, yep. you know, uh, prog, uh, you know, more avant-garde type, type artists. So Pink Floyd certainly made these guys um, famous. So I want to talk, though, about the cover of Wish You Were Here, and I'm going to show you a picture. Okay. Um, I'm going to play the title track here for you while we yeah, talk. Please, such a good song. Um, so, do you know? Do you know the cover before? Yeah, 
I can, I can picture it. So let me show you the picture. As we listen to this start. Yeah. Seen it a thousand this times. Year, right? Do you want me to explain it to those that can't see it? So to me, mm-hmm. it's two men shaking hands in a back alley with what looks like to me to be like the back of a production set. Correct. So it is two gentlemen shaking hands on location at the Warner Brothers Film Studios in is Burbank, it really? California. That's yep. so funny. So they're supposed to be like two businessmen, right? Because right. they're both in suits. But one is on suits. fire. One is on fire. Right. Right? That's what makes it unique. And so hypnosis, they didn't want to fake uh, the whole fire thing. This is way oh, before come CGI, on. right? That's they, that guy's really on fire? They hired a stuntman. <laughs> they doused his gray suit and black curly wig in a flammable liquid. Stop! And lit him on fire. What Kevin is showing me is this book that now has these four photos of the um, the, 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 the photo shoot of this guy <laughs> standing there on fire and then being put out. Yes. So That's there was nuts. a guy. So he was on fire for like three seconds. They did it quick enough that the, the guys could shake hands hold real quick. Yeah. And then a guy comes in with a fire extinguisher. Come on. Blows it out. That's cool. So again, they didn't want to just take, you know, any. any yeah. Or, and have it artistically and, done. And, and have it look, you know, not so, not anything but, but crisp so and perfect. So speaking of crisp and perfect, here's, uh, oh, here's David song. Gilmore singing. One of the greatest guitar songs ever. Certainly the intro, right? When you learned it, like, were you just? Can you tell I was like, I have to learn it. Like, yes. you, it's yeah. one of those ones. You one of those, yeah, okay, right? yeah. And I don't care. No one can play it like he can. No. That's great. Oh, so when everything else kicks in, so great song. So again, no half measures for this band. They wanted authenticity. Wow. All right. Next, we're gonna go to their album. Animals from 1977. So, all right. Do you know that cover? I don't think I do. So that's nope. animals. No. Nope. You want to explain that while sure. I start? So it looks like a factory of like <clears throat> towers, smoke towers, and a, and a sunset background. Correct. That's probably not the best description of it. Wait, I can't see that. Oh. I don't know what that thing in the, in the uh, outer verse is there. Did you hear the sound at the start of the song? No. The name of this song is called Pigs. Okay. So on the cover, what it's showing, you actually did, you do a good job explaining it. Okay. Um, but what's hard to see from, because I'm like five, you know, 10 feet from Jason. Right. Um, is that there's a giant inflatable pig <laughs> drifting between the chimneys. Is that what that is? Yeah. <laughs> drifting between the chimneys of Battersea Power Station in London. So to create the picture, again, they didn't want to just use artwork. So they commissioned this, the same German company. It's awesome. It's yeah, really well done. Stops for a second. And so what they did, the same German company that built the original Zeppelin airships, like the Hindenburg. Oh, yeah, right. They, they commissioned those guys Stop. for a 30-foot-long pig-shaped dirigible, nicknamed Algae, to get their cover shot. No, come on. I'll play the song again for you. So now I'm showing Jason a picture <laughs> of, of the, the flying, actual flying. No pig. way. Yep. Um, and so here, the first day of the shoot. Pink, bad, pink, is this is, by the way, this is Roger Waters singing on this song. Do you know this song? I do not. Know this one. I do not know this one. Good song. This is a little over ten minutes. This one. No, I'm sorry, twelve minutes. We're already two minutes in. Woo! 
So you and your long songs. I do. I like love the it. Long songs. You do. You like the whole like production of it. Take me through a movement. Composition. Composition. Give me, yes. You know, get, give me a story. Give me depth. Right. I want there to be a lot there. Do not get me in and out in three minutes. Right. Right. Let's let which let I let's appreciate. Yeah, you well, really you like, like the you time. Like, you like jazz, right? I do so, very, very much. But because jazz is exploratory and it's always different and it's improvisational, that's why so I that's like kind it. of what these guys I, are doing. I, I, I look. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I love it. Um, I just it's very difficult for me. Uh, it, to, it, it, it has to be done really, really, really well. Right. Yeah. Well, so. Let's go back to that big pig. Fly. Okay. Okay. Right, so yeah. I just showed Jason the picture. So again, the first day of the shoot, the pig refused to inflate. They couldn't get it inflated. <laughs> they couldn't get it up in the air. Next day, however, inflation successful. Okay. Algae took flight. Remember, algae's the name of the pig. Um, <laughs> but almost as soon as it happened, so very shortly after they took that picture for the cover, the pig broke free. Broke, Stop broke it. Out of the cable snapped. <laughs> All right. So there's a pig floating around. It rose to 10,000 feet, <laughs> which is almost two miles up. No. They had to stop all flights. At no, come on. Because incoming, incoming <laughs> pilots were saying, I see a flying <laughs> pink pig. I love it. They sent the Royal Air Force jets up to kind of look for it to try to find stop. it. Eventually, it landed in a farm in Kent. Oh, uh, this which is, is great. A city in, in the UK where a farmer reported it and that he said it was scaring his cattle. So, oh, that's awesome. Um, now, remember this pig, though, because okay. we're talking about other appearances that, that this pig makes. But again, oh. here's them trying to do more. This is this was promoting the Both episode. are examples of way you could have easily put it in after or artistically added it. Right. But they went to such lengths that to do it authentically. And so then, <laughs> there's the pig. There's a picture in more scale next to it. It's as big as a bus. It's, it, it's a, it's a okay. 30 foot okay. German dirigible <laughs> that didn't blow up like the Hindenburg, but it did get loose. Oh, okay. So. All right. All right. So that's some visual artistry. So clearly they are they they uh hold back nothing. They they stop at nothing to make the point they're trying to make visually. A- absolutely. So All they right. you know they made interesting album covers using real situations with a little bit of artistic license to help promote and ballast their exceptional music. It, Roger Waters said at one point he said we can't go on doing clubs and ballrooms. We want a brand new environment. And we've hit on the idea of using a big top, like a circus. Oh, we will have a huge tent and go around like a traveling circus. We'll play the big cities or anywhere and become an occasion just like a circus. Wow. So that would be their concerts. And that's what cemented themselves as probably the most full and artistic band on the planet. And no concert, I don't think that they've ever done, um, even though the one I went to was pretty grand, but would be like the concert that, from the album After Animals. And that album, released at the end of 1979, was called The Wall. The Wall, yeah. So Roger Waters, after years of touring big venues uh, from the albums, you know, Dark Side, uh, Wish, Wish You Were Here, uh, and Animals, he, he grew tired of playing in these huge, vap- vapid stadium venues, right? right. Um, he specifically despised the audience, <laughs> uh, especially the members that all they wanted to hear was the hits. Play the hits. Play, yeah. play money. Play, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and so in Montreal, during the Animals tour, he lost his temper, and he actually spat at a vocal fan. So he, he regretted the mistake, but after that, he said his goal was to build a wall between the band and his audience, and hence the album. Didn't know that. The wall. Didn't know that's why it was called. Came out. out. 
probably my favorite Floyd. This is part one. So this song is called Happiest Days of Our Lives. Yeah. What do you hear? Oh, the chopper. So during the show, what they did, they had these giant spotlights, and they had the sounds of the chopper, right? What? Just like you're hearing here. Yeah. And so shining through the Stop. crowd, looking like it was choppers. Stop. Circling. They literally had them like. They literally the- had them. These That's spotlights. Nuts. Looking like they were helicopters searching the crowd for, you know, whoever. Come on. No. It's exactly what they were doing. So they went yeah, to another great length, another visual, um, you know, just, just, just an intense, you know, as they, as they play that song, you hear the choppers and you've got spotlights going out across the audience. Um, so, and as they were playing the song, this, uh, this is pretty early in the, in the album. Um, what they have is like the beginnings of a wall on either side of them. So there's the four of them you okay. know, with, with, with their instruments and everything in the center. And the wall, it's kind of like a stair. It's bricks. Another brick in the wall, right? Right. So it's bricks, kind of a stair step up, all white bricks, um, big, big block cardboard bricks, basically, right? right? right. Um, That it it looks like the start of a wall, but but there's there's an opening in the middle. Um, So then, once that song we just listened to is over, we're going to go to what Jason's favorite song is. Yeah. No, part one is my favorite. So this is part two. Yeah, I like part one. You like part one the best? I mean, I do. There's a part where it goes from bass to guitar right in like the last minute. Oh, right. I can't believe how good it is. But you need that warm-up to get to this. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, it's such, I mean, this is such a good song, too. Of course. It's a little disco, isn't it? Because it was in there. There's, time, there's definitely right? a little bit of that. Yeah. Kind, kind yeah, of that, yeah. that guitar riff. Yeah. Th- yep. That high treble, little twanging. Right? Right there. Hey, it was right here. Wait. I love that riff. It's one of my favorites. What's this about? Why? Okay, let me ask you a couple questions now. Okay. Why the wall? What is the wall? What are they talking about? And what are the kids doing there? Kids are in school. Okay. Um, again, the wall, but, but remember the reason for the wall is what I talked about right. earlier. The division between the band and the audience exactly. wants the wall there, which is almost odd. Right. Like <laughs> come see us. But we don't want to, don't, don't look at us. Right. Because <laughs> I've, I've had it with you guys, you know, getting up there and telling me I got to play money come listen. 10 times, but still come listen to us. <laughs> it's a little, um, yeah. And just, you know, I th- there's a lot of societal things that are in there. There's, you know, um, I didn't, I didn't write in here about, about the, the walking hammers, um, you know, kind of a, you know, a fascism. Sort okay. Of thing okay. That, that they were against. Right. Um, is that the, coming through the in the teacher, wall? Is that what it is? Right. right, right. So, that so whole teacher, thing. Leave those, leave those kids, kids alone. alone. Um, you can't have your pudding to eat your meat, the whole deal. And so in the teacher, which I'm going to show you, a, oh, let me go back and find my, my teacher. But is that picture. the statement that they're making there? Yes. Is that what that is? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, kind of, you know, against authority, against what they felt was oppressive authority. Right. So here's the teacher. I don't know if you can fully see it, but so the teacher was it? It was a puppet. I don't know what I'm looking at. Oh, right? okay, yeah. I okay, see so that that's you know, yep. a big puppet that when another brick in the wall played, that teacher is kind of lankly, you know, gliding out on the stage, um, 
you know, cavorting. It's like a big minaret, right? So okay. It's like oh, somebody, right. Somebody's controlling yeah. it from yeah, above. Yeah, with the strings. Yeah. Um, you know, again, he's a tall, lanky figure. He's totally distorted, like a gray potato-shaped face. You know, not doesn't look like a human, right? Right. What, what you just saw. Yep. Yep. Um, it is. It, it is a kind of a grotesque representation. Um, you know, and and what he has, he's got these big glowing eyes. Like he is wearing glasses, big glowing eyes, so you know, light shining through the eyes, waggling a cane back and forth, you know. Again, the oppressive nature yeah. of this teacher on the uh, you know, on the students, so to say. Um so again with that light shine through do you remember remember the video Total Eclipse of the Heart? Yeah. Uh, Bonnie, Bonnie, Bonnie Tyler, Bonnie Tyler. Remember? Turn around bright eyes. And, yeah. You know, they look up yeah. and they got yeah. the light. You know, so kind of a similar thing there. That was after this. So Are um, each one of these albums sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, uh concept albums? I mean, so, are they so, so the wall for sure? The wall is is kind of like a rock opera, right? Okay, um, I was going to ask you: Are they all like a story? Yes, one big definitely. story. Um, okay. And the wall is another one that I think we need. Wish you were here. The wall, God, Dark Side too. I think all three of those at least are they all one singular story? No, 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 no. Just all, the wall all, all three. is. So, no, the, no, no, I didn't. I didn't mean. Are they all together? They're all separate and distinct. But but each its own story. Yes, but the wall probably has much more story behind. It. Like like wish you were here is more on Sid Barrett and them okay. know, remembering Sid and okay. so wish you, wish you were here. Yeah, right. Shine on you, crazy diamond. Right. So uh, and then uh, dark side is, is is kind of its own you know thing contained. The wall, which is much longer. It's a, it's an eighty eight minute album, so it's, oh, it's a double no LP. Oh, wow. um, a lot more to it. Again, I, I would love to at some point just do, do that. Yeah, okay, we'll, all right, we should do, do that wall. then. Um, all right. After all that, not too long after uh, another brick in the wall, they they go to intermission, and during intermission, the stagehands build the rest of the wall. <laughs> no so now it's just this big. <laughs> Do you white. have a picture of it? Yes. <laughs> they literally build a wall. They build a wall. Can you see through the wall? So every now and then there will be cracks. <laughs> so I'll show you here. So this, and it's not. I, I wish they showed the whole thing, but that that thing spans across the whole entire. So I'm stage. looking at it's it's a and white then, cardboard, and there's one small little section. Yeah, that's it, almost like where the drawbridge it, would be. Let's it, say. Well, and this is like a little living room, right? And so there, there's Roger in there, and, and, and Roger will be singing. And let me hold on. Holy smokes! While we're doing this, let me start playing because this is what they come out to for the second set with this big wall there. You should know this song. Yes. This is Hey You. Yeah, it's a good tune. But yeah, so there and, and they're just sitting in that little square so Roger's within playing. the wall. Yep, just, just him. The rest of the band is all behind the wall, and Roger will Dude. go behind the wall at some point. And you know, so it was. Wow, why? Just okay, okay. So kind of another picture. You can't. That, that, that is the wall all around it, and then there's one yes. little cutout where you one can, again, small cutout, yep, yep. essentially making the visibility. Very limited. Like ninety percent of it is gone. They want. They wanted to show you what they wanted you to see, got versus it. you being able to, to see. Look, it's that egg. Was, got it. Right? I got it. I got it. Standing this is a great song. Wow. Yes, good tune. Um, and actually, so one. If, if you go on YouTube, um, I actually I found an old um recording from nineteen eighty of one of the you know. One of the actual concerts that they oh, did. Oh, you can the watch wall. it. Yeah. Yes. So you, you can find oh, I'm it. I'm going to do that then. If you go on YouTube. Um, because so, everyone's always talked about it. Oh, and then I have one more question. Yep. But I've never seen it. Um, 
is each one of the concerts, let's say like the Wall concert, obviously, is only songs from the Wall album? Like when they, is it almost like a, a play in a sense, like it's one story? So really good question. And I don't know the full answer because obviously I didn't see it in 1980. But what, and what I watched, I watched the whole thing. It, they, all they did was the Wall. So they did okay. all, like the entire thing, about 90 minutes. Yeah. They may have done other songs before and after, but I don't. That, that's okay. actually a good question. They may not have though, because again, yeah, this, it, it, this was Roger. Like, yeah, this is what Roger wanted to do. This is all he wanted to show. Um, you know, so as Hey You was playing too. So what what you'll see if you watch this is that they have like this burlap sap, sack looking doll, but like a, same size as a human, right? Sitting just in front of the wall in, in a chair, like he looks like he's in pain. His mouth is like open, um, and there's a crown of spotlights that are shining down. Um, you know, they're actually shined down into the pit behind where, where the band is playing, but you can't see them. Um, and so then after uh, that that song ends, the picture that I showed you, right. um, Roger comes out in that in that little living room and starts playing this song. This is called Nobody Home. Got a little black book with my That's Roger singing. Kind of just strumming acoustic guitar while somebody's playing piano behind him. I don't think I know this one. No. And so, you know, he's in that little living room. The black and white TV's playing there, and the piano's just kind of floating over the, over the vocals there. So, after this song plays, then the wall becomes a canvas for movie images, like 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 screen what? images, right? Um, like like old film strips, old black and white yeah. film strips. You know, yeah. like, you ever see the one like like at the train crashing yeah, and of the, course, you know, um, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, right? so similar things to that. They're, they're, Buster but, Keaton hanging from the clock, kind right. of That kind of stuff. But instead, there's there's pictures of clouds swarming. There's pictures of soldiers marching, and like I talked about earlier, um, you know, the 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 marching hammers again, kind of this fascism against yeah. fascism sort of stuff. But what what the fascists were. We're doing, and then there's like Rorschach style images, like stuff that 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 is so obscure that you know can, you're left to your own um, interpretation interpretation as to what it is. So those images are showing, and then they play a song called "In the Flesh." I'm going to start it a little far in. And so now the band finally oh, yeah. all they all come out and play in front of the uh, in front of the wall while this is singing. This happens here, but there's a story behind it. But after it plays for a second, I'll talk about it. Kind of grand, right? Yeah. Dramatic. It's really right in the in line with your Who rock opera stuff. Right. You know that, right? Yep. So it's huge, but here, so here's the thing that's happening while this is going on. Okay, so you think the band is out there playing finally in front of the wall, right? Guess what, though, it's not. What? What it is? It's a whole second band. Stop. Actors with latex masks. Okay, over there. Remember, remember Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes. Remember that latex yes. mask that that, yes. that, that that they made Robin Williams? Yeah. Remember it like, like falls out yes. of the into the street and gets run yes. over? Yes. They made four latex masks, one for each um What? One for band each, member. E- each one of the band members, right? 
And these actors, you know, so the bassist has the Roger Waters mask. No way. The guitarist has the David Gilmore one. What? Nick Mason, the drummer. They got, yes. So what they did is they had this band come out in front with these (laughs) latest masks, making them think that they're playing it when the band is behind there still playing the song. The band the actual, is playing the song behind so, so the wall. Floyd is still playing behind the actual member. Still playing oh, behind the wall. So in like front. surreal, right? That's what they were trying, but that's what they were going. They're for. essentially like middle fingering the entire audience, being like, "You don't realize. Yes, you think you're looking at us and watching us. Yep, but you're not. Right? We're behind the wall. Right? Doing the actual work. They're actually playing it. They're playing it, <laughs> but we're showing you fake people yes. and as if they're playing it. Oh, that's wearing wear, wearing that's masks really, yeah. of, of the actual band members. It's really trippy. Okay. So, wow. That's the wall. Holy that, that's the, smokes. And I, and I should say, that's the wall concert. At some point, let, and there's so let's much do the imagery, now, though. though and we, we should. And we'll go through all the all, more than me. But I get the whole, like, that, that is also another analogy to the wall. Like, what are you actually looking at? Mm-hmm. What is the division? What is, there's so much there. A lot. Wow. So. Um, Dude, just play me some songs, man. That's <laughs> nuts. That's so like deep. That's crazy. All right. Wait, was was were all of them to that level of like seriousness and artistic creativity and depth and darkness? I, I, and- I, I think Roger was the most into that, right? And that's probably a big reason that him and David Gilmore don't get along anymore. Because I don't, I don't think Roger wanted to have fun, where the rest of the guys, you know, let's let's at least have some fun, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Why do you have to be so serious, man? right? Yeah. So right. what I'm going to go to next is. This is the next concert. Wait, um, would they rip off the masks at the end? No, because they were all actors. But eventually, the band comes out again, right? The, ba- the band breaks through the wall later. Um, and but, so now that... But those guys, the, the guys in the latex mask eventually but just But sorry, kinda, the kinda audience is eventually like told, hey, these are the real band Correct. members, not these guys. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah. It's revealed to them in it, some it, way. Okay. It, it is revealed eventually. Holy crap. So, all right. Um, all right, so speaking of Roger, he's gone by the time I talk about the next... Uh, concert, which this is the story, and I'll get into other part of the story later. Is that it, uh, this is my first concert ever, by the way? Really, 1994, Tampa Stadium. Okay, it's the Division Bell Tour. So Roger's no longer in the band. Okay. Um. So and yeah, it, it, this is not just my first Floyd concert. This is my in- first <laughs> rock concert ever. That's okay. Like I had seen, and you probably did growing up, right? We saw the Florida Orchestra at Ruth Eckert yeah. Hall, and like that's our small little concert hall that we have, guys. Yeah. For, for for listeners, um, little cool stuff, field trip stuff, field trips. Yeah. We got like yeah. Pierre Ghent and Peter and the Wolf, right? And you know, or or, or just some sort of orchestral yeah. sort of thing. Yep. Um, but I never saw a rock show before before going to see Pink Floyd, and that was your first one. So. People told me when I when I when I would tell them, like especially when I got to college, like you know, which I got to college five months later after this, or probably three months later, um, they said you going to see Floyd for your first ever concert. That's kind of like going to the Louvre, yeah, right, for your first, first ever museum. Art museum, yeah, right. What is an art museum like? Here, I'll take you right. to the Louvre. Yeah. <laughs> so I was basically hitting the best live band from the very get go, and nothing smokes. was ever going to compare to that no, ever again, right? In couldn't. terms of what I saw. Um, if you so, go see any other band, you'd be like, "Where's this? Where's right, the artist? Right? Why? Why? Why, <laughs> why are they, they just standing there? Giant screens and <laughs> inflatable pigs, and that's so you know, true. Um, Everything's a letdown. So, let's talk about some of the incredible visuals at the Division Bell tour. So, the Division Bell was an album that they put out in 1994, maybe 93. Um, and like I said, Gilmore and Nick Mason and Richard Wright kind of kept on Got with the band after Roger had left. And so I'm going to go into... In the same 
genre of everything too like it's the same idea of everything yes yeah, so yeah. and i'm not gonna play any division bell songs as a matter of fact um but still a very good album yeah um doesn't compare to the 70s albums uh but what the, the first song i want to play for you and i'm gonna play for you like in the middle this song is called one of these days and this is from the album Metal. We're about halfway in here. And so as this starts rocking, there are giant inflatable pigs on either side of the stage coming out of these mailbox-looking chutes, right? And they are convulsing and bouncing and moving. Remember I talked about the teacher and the laser light eyes? Yeah. Lights like laser beams shooting out of their eyes throughout the entire... Um, out of the pig's eyes. Out of the pig's eyes in the crowd as <laughs> this thing is just rocking Come and on. they are floating, moving, jamming. And, and you're seeing this. I'm seeing this. <laughs> this is my first concert. That's awesome. Crazy. So again, that's that's a song called "One of These Days" from the album Metal from 1971. So next, so and and that's just that that's probably the best visual. Maybe the second best visual. I'll get to the best one. I've later. never been to a concert anywhere near that explosive with, with the, with, as elaborate. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you in the end about how. Okay, maybe you can rectify that. Okay, or I, okay. Or I can bring you <laughs> right. to okay. to see something very similar. So, um, again, that that was probably my first. That that was the end, end of the first set. Uh, and just, you know, you're blown away by what you've seen so far. But before that, what they did, they had three sets for the show that, like, so it took them days, right, to oh, set up a set. Geez. So they had to move the sets, you know, like if, if they were playing in Tampa on, on Saturday night, um, and then they were going to play in Miami on Tuesday. They had to have that set already That's down incredible. in Miami at, at Hard Rock Stadium or whatever, yeah. you know, getting it built ahead of time. Because, as I'll show you, this is the this is the stage. So I'm showing Jason a picture. Um, it's like a Greek amphitheater. So they had to construct uh, this. They had to construct. It's like a dome looking. It, it's a half dome, yeah. right? Yep. Um, and then you know, and you can see it. It's all screen behind it, right? Um, that so has to it, be a nightmare to it, set up and break down all the time. It's just a huge semicircle, right, with tons of lights. Yeah. And then the other thing that's really cool, and I'll show you a picture. And they, they actually, they did this as far back as, um, as Dark Side. And, it, and it's a staple of any time you see a Floyd show. And that is, the, that is the circular screen that they have at every show. Let me show that. So, oh, was, okay. It, I, this honestly, is, I vaguely have seen something like and that. And this is from the Division Bell, the, the, uh, the, this picture that I'm showing you. But they use that silver screen as far back as... Um, uh, as dark side. So it's a giant silver screen, like, like a movie screen, right? Yeah. Um, and it's rimmed with, with, with a metal grid. And from that grid, there's dozens of spotlights. Okay. That swivel, they spin, they Jeez. throw light around the screen and stage, even out into the seats. Um, the screen is so versatile as a visual device uh, to complement the music. And I don't think it gets any better than it does with the opening tracks, opening track, I should say of dark side of the moon. Let me start playing that for you. So what do you hear? Heartbeat? You hear a heartbeat. Yeah. So on the screen, it's pulsing like laser EKG light at first. Of? Yep. And the opening heartbeat. Then it goes to like the EKG vital signs monitor and you see the pulse. 
and you see the jagged, uh, you know, the jagged line in the beat, you know, the one that flatlights me, means you're dead. This thing's obviously not flatlined. Right. So you're hearing it, right? You're seeing it on that screen, and you're feeling it because this heartbeat is just pumping. And this, that's how the album starts, right? This is how the album yeah. of Dark Side yeah. starts. And right. this, so they, it, they didn't do this in Tampa, but at some of the venues, especially in the UK, they played the entire Dark Side of the Moon as their second set. No way. Yep. Straight like that? That's crazy. They played the whole thing straight. So that screen, it's just such a versatile visual device. Can I ask you a question about Dark Side? Is yep. there truth to the... Um, Dark Side Wizard of Oz thing, or was that Urban Myth and Legend and yeah, stuff? So I didn't even write this down. So in, I think I was a senior in college. Right. We tried it. Right. Okay. Right. Because yeah. AMC movies, you know, this is before they had Breaking Bad and all, you know, all the TV. AMC movies only showed old movies. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, and American Movie Classics. American Movie Classics. That's AMC yeah, exactly. For. Yeah. So we put it on, you know, and tried to time it exactly right. There's a couple points where it's like I have seen on a YouTube compilation yeah. where it like it, it does like wow that is but is it forced because you're looking for it or was it there and, in a way and you know it's funny I mean some some of the guys because when with, you they had were, said so, I'm sorry go ahead no go, go, ahead. Go, 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 go no I was gonna say because you had said their love for cinema their love for right. like you know the soundtrack. It, there's no more classic odd movie than Wizard. I mean, holy smokes. And we want to talk about surreal. And listen, if we ever do Dark Side of the Moon as, as an album, we should probably go through that more. But, you know, and we, you know, I had some of the guys that obviously were doing some illegal substances. Me, I was drinking a lot of beer <laughs> watching it. And so there are times like, whoa, yeah, that's so yeah, cool. Yeah. But a lot of it was like, but I, you I don't You could put on any going. album and there might be some correlation. There's going to be just, some that, coincidental that works. things, right? Um, but I didn't know what was it intentional or not. That, that's yeah, great, we don't know. I, I think it's still a great mystery, right? right? Got it. Okay, cool. We'll, um, we'll, we'll, then we'll keep it as such. So, uh, you know, outside the lasers, outside of, of seeing the heartbeat on there, um, sometimes you get full like movie images on the on that on that circular um, circular silver screen. So, as they play a song, another one from Dark Side. This is a song called Time. Oh yeah. Move forward just a little bit. Is this your favorite album? Of, of all theirs? time? Of theirs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So obviously you hear, you know, yeah. a clock all the going clocks. off, right? Yeah. All right. So when this happens, what you see is a clock face turning over and over end to end kind of like a coin coming towards you getting okay. bigger getting bigger um and eventually it just stops it's the full clock face right here at this point right and then it takes you inside the clock and this is again it's all shown on the screen you see the gears you see the you know it, it's, yeah. like, it's like a drone almost like, yep, like flying yep, yep, through yep. the inner workings of a clock you know again so adding to you know you got this dramatic song you had the um you know, the, the alarm going off earlier. Now you're flying through this clock and, you know, going through time, so to say, um, and adding all to the, uh, wow. you know, j- just what you're hearing musically. So now did they come up with some of that imagery? Do you think while constructing the music, do you think it was done together or do you think one came first and then they matched the imagery to the music? Video? I'll let them play for one second. Okay, 
classical. Yeah. Picking around on a piece of ground in your hometown. What year is this? 75. 72. 72. Wow. So, you know, nice, nice, nice dramatic. Very. Um, again, a big composition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, and I'm sorry, ask your question again. You asked about... Uh, no, I mean, did they... Were they thinking of the imagery at the same time as the production of the album? Or did they just go into the studio, make their songs, and then go, how can we enhance the songs visually? Yeah, I, you know what? And I don't know the answer to that, but I do know that what they did during during this, and especially with time, they went out and sought a, a, a designer. Um, and this is actually a great thing in the exhibit that, that we went to in LA, where they, they had a video of it where they show that they had a guy... Um, who did all the artistry for it? For the he drew all these clocks, right? Oh, geez. That were kind of moving again, and, and you see this on the screen, moving, you know, in in, in parallel, in tandem, moving out, um, kind of like like rows and rows of clocks that um, you know we're, we're trying to build this sense of, of of what time was. It had to be incredibly um, visually exciting in right. 70s to see this right like right. i feel like if you take me there now and i'm seeing these images on a on a screen projected i'm like yeah okay you could do that right that's got to be unheard of back then yeah no one's doing that exactly right well that, that, that's maybe the there's a couple of colorful lights you know that twinkle i mean nobody's doing that it, it was all audible it was all what what can you make the music sound like how loud can you be how distorted right. can you be but nothing was visual right no their their, their whole thing was in order to enhance the overall you know, and and, and again, it's really not, unique. Not not just compliment, but 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 bring it to a whole nother level. Is let let's do some of these artistic as things. artistic as the music. Yes, yeah, ab- yeah. absolutely. Wow. And and, wow. and with this thing, you know, the clocks drawn, it looks almost like like CGI these days. But it's not. Everything was hand drawn, like kind of like a cartoon back in the day, right? Everything was hand drawn, um, and just you know, a, a real spectacle. Wow. I mean, they, they got the best people in the industry to do this stuff. So that's so cool. Um, so that was that was graphically and all all as they're flying through that clock and, and you know the clock face is spinning towards you. That's something that that is animated. Everything is drawn. Um, but you know the screen does something else. What they also showed in addition to the uh, animated stuff was actual pictures of people um, or actual actual movies of people. And here's a song that I'm sure you'll know. My favorite song on Dark Side of the Moon. This one's called Us and Them. And the people were famous people or just no. random people? Or? So what it was, let me, here, I'll put it low. Let me skip to it just a second. So nothing was on the screen yet from what I remember. But as soon, in just a few seconds, what, what, what we saw, as the arpeggios kick in, right there, the arpeggios, and that cadence. Now what they showed was people in suits, both men and women in business suits, walking like they were walking to work. Oh, geez. Blank faces, kind of maybe dour faces. Yep. Like, here we are in the rat race. Yeah. And walking in this exact Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right? And 
you know, they would show all of them at one point and then they would cut to like, like just a close up on a guy, right? And then back out to, to part of the group and then a close up of one of the women. <laughs> They're all in the same. Oh my gosh! This monotonous, just right? slow. Yeah. Um, but these awesome. I mean, I, I, I'm a guy who loves arpeggios. I just love the yeah, way that, that this song plays. So I'll let it play for a few more seconds. Great sax here too. My favorite song from, yeah, maybe my second favorite song from Floyd behind Shine on You Crazy Diamond, but definitely my favorite song from Dark Side. Really? Um, yeah. I got to add that to it. Okay. You know, again, I, I, I love the cadence of that song. Okay. So, um, you know, now, again, if you're going through most of Dark Side, as they did, as I mentioned on a couple of the, uh, you know, the ones they did out in Europe, what, the second to last song, the penultimate song, is a song called Brain Damage. And as we start playing that, You know this one? Wait. Let's see. The lunatic no. is on the grass. Oh. So the lunatic is on the grass. No, I don't think so. The lunatic is on the grass. Remembering games. So as this is playing. And I'll stop for a second. So as this is playing. This is 1994, right? Yeah. Right. And they're a bit of a political band. They're trying to make a bit of a political statement mm-hmm. here. And so what they show is pictures of people. Again, they're saying the lunatic is on the grass, right? right. And um, they're showing Bush Sr., right? Oh, Who, who wow. was president at the time. Or actually, he had just, it was Clinton at the time. But, you know, Bush Sr. had just been there. Margaret Thatcher, who was wow. a conservative yep. you know, leader of Very. the UK. Yasser Arafat, who was the PLO guy, Palestinian yep. Liberation Organization. Boris Yeltsin was on the screen. Russian. Yep. Then they did like Nixon. Um, and, and, and so, you know, wow. All, all these people that, that, that they thought were, you know, kind of not in the same political mode that, that, that they were trying to compare them as, as they play the song about lunatics. Um, so Brit Floyd, the current band, uh, when they do this song, they do the same thing, but they'll put, Trump on there. No, no way. Right? Yeah. You know, got you. The um, current. Yeah. All, yep. All, all the current conservative yes. guys. Mitch. Mitch McConnell. Got it. Um. You know. The, uh. Boris Johnson. And going back to that. So you see these guys every year. You said for the past five years. Yes. They, they're they're recreating the experience. That's what their kind of a tribute band is like. Of you going to an actual old Floyd concert. Correct. Is that and, what it is? And the one that Brit Floyd does is the Division Bell tour from 1994. So they are mimicking oh, okay. that wow. same thing now. They can't. They do. No. It, they do it with Thicker Hall. Right, right, so right, right, it's right, not right. like Tampa it's not the Stadium. same scale. No, I understand. Can't be on the same scale. But but the same. You know, it gives you the idea the of pigs that I right. talked about earlier. With they with do the that laser light shine yeah. out the the circular screen. They do that. They can't do the big half dome. You know, uh, amphitheater like right. like Floyd did on you know in the big stage. Um, but 
Again, same, same same sort of imagery. They get close that that they're putting on that silver screen. Yeah, got it. As close as you can get these days. So, um, but in in a way to be like, this is well done, or there's a bit of irony. In other words, it's not Elvis Presley, uh, like look alike. You know what I'm saying? Where you go, you go there knowing it's going to be silly. Right, they they're serious about what they do. Oh, they are serious. Okay, about okay, it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, got they, it. They, they are trying to be like, as close some, to the some real band as possible. There's some four like uh, bands that you go and they're sure. they're clearly just joking around. Right. No, no, no. no they, this they, is for real. They are. I mean, got it. Sound wise, no pay, right. like like the music. I mean, they are almost exactly wow. note for note. That's really impressive. Um, you know, I'd really, go see that. That's yeah, cool. So they'll be here in June. Oh, um, no, I, go, I, I would go to. I would hopefully see they come that. back. Sorry, I, I would do that. Let's do it. Let's okay, do yeah, it. for sure. So, that's awesome. Um, right, that's the screen. One last thing I want to talk about. Okay. Um, you know, from from this show is at the end or towards the end, the song before they get to the encores, they play this tune. You know it? Yeah, of course. Hello. It's classic. Is there anybody in there? This is comfortably numb. Yeah. Just not if you can it's not as good as the version that's done live with Van Morrison, but is it's good. With Van Morrison? <gasps> I'm going to change your life tonight. Oh I'm going to play it for you. I had no idea. Oh, my God. It's so good. But, yeah, I would put this on top 100 greatest rock songs ever. Right. It's phenomenal. You don't have to like Floyd to like this song. No. It's so good. Yeah. This is from the wall, by the way, this too. And what happens visually so, when this happens? Because I know this song pretty good, pretty what well. What they're doing. Um, so, so what they're showing, as they get to kind of the end of the singing here. And now Gilmore is going to break into his big, sprawling, pentatonic solo. Right. Here we go. Listen to the beginning of it. It's a good solo. So good. It's classic. So as this solo is going on, here's what's happening. A gigantic <laughs> disco ball <laughs> drops, not from the stage, but like from the center of where uh, the crowd is. Where the crowd? Up above. What? They drop this gigantic disco ball. And every spotlight that they have on stage and all like you know around oh, the come arena on, that's awesome. is shining on it. And so what you have is light just scattering, like squares of light scattering all across the crowd. Every surface in the entire you know stage and stadium is just absolutely filled with these little squares come on. from the disco ball, um, bathing it at this point. And so as Gilmore kind of gets you know down to the uh, denouement, so to say, the end. Of his solo here. Now the ball opens up. What? Do you remember the scene in Empire Strikes Back when Vader's like like his black spherical <laughs> restoration room splits apart? Yes. It's the same <laughs> thing, man. It splits. But when the disco ball splits, the top half stays intact while the bottom half cleaves into like eight tongue-shaped petals, okay? Hovering over like some alien what? craft over the crowd. It's dramatic. Holy it's crap. Visceral. And it's just it, it's a super that's cool awesome. way to finish the second yeah. set of the show. Oh, that's awesome. So and the lights still shining off on it. But like you I mean, this disco ball was it was huge. Um just again, what an amazing, s- unnecessary amount of artistic production. Right. So the very first show I ever saw was that. Was one. that you yep. <laughs> have been disappointed ever since. I, well in it, a way. 
I, I certainly have never seen anything of its like, you know. It's a combination of theater and music. Yep. It's the only way I can say it. Again, all all that they did was to enhance you know, their overall smokes. musical output. So let me give one quick story about yeah, the show, though. So, all right. Like I mentioned, I was a senior in high school when this <laughs> when I attended this concert. Um, were you a fan of the music at the time? Or you just were taken at the concert? Yeah. So, you know, I started getting into Floyd um, probably a little bit early. Like, I had to, Talk about driving. Right about yeah. the time I started driving, I bought the Dark Side CD um, and also the Wall. And so I was listening to my car okay. all the time while I was driving to school, driving to work, or whatever. Um, so they were coming in concert. I'm like, you know, I'd like to go see these guys, not knowing that it was this huge, you know, theatrical production in addition to, to great music. So I asked my girlfriend at the time to go to the show, and she was real like nonchalant about it. Yeah, um, acted like, eh, she didn't really want to go. So instead, in my calculus class, I had this friend named Sharon girl um i knew she was a big floyd fan and you know we got to talk and she said she really wanted to go see him so my girlfriend didn't want to go i said why not i'll, I'll take sharon you know i've been dating this girl for Uh-oh. uh not quite a year i think okay. at that point right um and listen it wasn't going to be a date with sharon no. or anything like that yeah. we're just friends you know both fans of the band so we went right um of course it absolutely infuriated my girlfriend <laughs> Um, because yes, I was insensitive. I am, uh, you know, I'm a naive dolt at this point, right? Um, she did not break up with me though. Um, and in fact, there's a happy ending to the story because she married me eight years later. <laughs> yes, it is my no current way. wife, still my betrothed today. Yep. This is great. I never knew that story. That's <laughs> and, awesome. So, but I will be damned if for years, anytime Pink Floyd came on the radio, <laughs> she switched that off so quickly. Like, I couldn't listen to no, the classic wait, rock without always, great. like, waiting, like, oh, God, please tell me, like, have a cigar <laughs> is I going to play or, you know, oh my um, God. you know, wish you were here. And, uh, like, like for 20 years, That's I think that kept so up. That's so great. But as I mentioned back at the top of this, you know, every year now when, when Floyd comes, she goes to the show. She really does like the music. Love it. I screwed up big time. Um, but, again, a- turned out to be a happy ending. So, kind of like the Who podcast back then, You Are Forgiven. Remember yeah. in, yep. in yep. the song, Quick yep. One While He's yep. Away? I was finally forgiven. Oh, that's awesome. And we can listen to Floyd. Uh, so what a but, great way. So that's it. What an awesome That's awesome Floyd. Uh, you know, truly one of the story. greatest bands in recorded history. And again, their artistry and what they did just, you know, added to um, you know, a, a complete I wish, sensual experience. I wish that you had asked me. No, that's not that's not a fair way to say it. I wish that I had told you what my impression was of a concert before you started this, because I thought maybe there was gonna be some extra lighting. <laughs> Right. Maybe some fog. Right. Like maybe some coordinated drum hits to when like big crescendos come or whatever with lights and stuff. Yep. I had no idea it was to that artistic level. It, it is. I had no clue. A big, a, a big deal. Just a, just a huge production um, and so well thought out and so well done to, uh, you know, really That's show so us cool. what they could do completely artistically. So um, I'm going to awesome. take you well out. Done. Well done. Thank you. I'm going to take you out with the encore that night at Tampa Stadium. Okay. Um, the old sombrero, as Chris Berman used to refer to it. On, right, on, right. On That's right. That's right. Um, so the name of this song, this is from The Wall also. This is called Run Like Hell. This was our encore. Just get you pumped up. Finish, yeah. Finish the end of the show. So that's it, man. That's so good. That's you did Corker. such a great job. 
No, thanks again. Such, such a great it's job. A great, uh, a great band. So it was fun to do, as always. Thank you for enlightening me on all of that. I knew nothing. Absolutely nothing. I know some Floyd songs, obviously, but never had any idea the connection to the artistry that they have. It's amazing. You did an amazing job. Oh. So with that, we will say thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>